I V M. Hey, welcome to Shunya One, episode eighty-two. Back after our break, uh, once again we are continuing our episodes. Uh, it was a fun episode with uh, Praveen last yeah, week. Yeah, really good feedback came in on that. Uh, we, I'm not reading out anything from the Slack channel right now, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think that we had some good. Uh, it was a good episode, and we got a lot of people who really enjoyed listening to it. Yes, and it ha- was fun to have Anupam also with us. Yes, uh, I think uh, he's a bunch of. Uh, people asking uh, our guest and uh, uh, also sort of engaging in conversation it's, it's uh-huh. He's a fun guy. Anupam is always fun to do this stuff with. Yeah. This is the second time he was on, right? You, you guys interviewed me once. So Correct. That is... Uh, Correct. If you guys have not heard the show, Pesa Vesa, go check yeah, it out on should. the IVM also, podcast. Also, you should check right? out Anupam talking about Sheila Ditya on Twitter. It's quite funny. Uh, did you see what was going on today between all, yeah, all like yeah, ex-guests, yeah. right? Mithen, uh, Anupam, and Anand, and Kuldeep all messing with you at the same time on Twitter. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. I like, I like, I like all the... <laughs> Attention that I yes, get. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, uh, Anupam says something like, "I saw Sheila Ditya, and he's zen, he's so zen, he's floating." And then Mithen's like, "He's not floating, he's wafting." My it was uh, <laughs> coming back to what we have in store for you today. This is actually the conversation we had uh, before uh, the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So we had a chance to talk to Robin Sukia, who's our guest for the day. He's uh, the Secretary General and President of the Sweden India Business Council. We spoke a bunch about uh, how. Interestingly enough, there's a lot of uh, India-Sweden collaboration in the Mm -hmm. tech space. Yes, there is. Uh, I mean, there's, of course, I think IKEA, I remember, is the biggest company we know. Uh, So Storytel is somebody who I work with fairly regularly as well, who is also a Swedish company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, of course, uh, Truecaller is also a Swedish company. Did you see the news about Truecaller yesterday? Exactly. Biggest market in India. Uh, And 100 million daily active users. And the number of payment people using, the number of people using payments on Truecaller. That that blew my mind. Absolutely. So there's a lot, I think, to take away from this episode. So let's get right into it. All right. Welcome to the show, Robin. How's it going? Thank you very much. Good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, uh, you've of course uh, been to India before. You keep coming over from uh, Stockholm. Uh, how's your trip been so far this time around? It's been excellent. I've been traveling to India every second month for the last 14 years. Wow. It's been good. That's a and lot. That is a lot. That have is you a lot. been part of the Swedish India Business Council for that long? Yes, I have. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> then that explains that. <laughs> and in that time, in 14 years, you actually have a very interesting perspective on how uh, companies and specifically business relationships have changed uh, between our countries for a while now, right? Have Since we talk about tech here on the show, could you give us a little insight into uh, how you've seen the sort of rise of tech both in Sweden and, of course, in India and the parallels you draw? Sure. Uh, the, the, I think the biggest opportunity lies where we see from the Swedish perspective specifically that the Swedish perspective, they've had a view of looking at America usually where you have one big market, you have one currency, you have the language and it's sort of their dream place to go to. So what we're trying to do is show that in India you have the same thing except it's less competitive in India plus the market is all in front of you. Mm-hmm. So we look at Truecaller, you look at Brandy and all these guys are actually trying to do it from the first time. They have seen it and even though it was by, uh, I wouldn't say mistake, but it just happened for, for Truecaller for example, I think it would be great to to get those stories out to the, the startup community in Sweden, which is quite large, and get them to understand what's going on in India. And of course, for the Indian companies, Sweden is the perfect, um, uh, perfect access to the EU. 
Uh, it is. There are a lot of people, obviously, in, in Sweden who speak um, different languages of the EU, and uh, it's a common market, and, and um, we have experience from working in the industry, plus there are a lot of tech people there. So, Yeah, there is. In fact, uh, you guys have a lot of HQs of some really big uh, tech products worldwide, right? Yeah. Uh, even though in India, uh, we've seen a few of them. I know, so Spotify is obviously uh, based over there. What are some other big uh, Swedish startups which you... <coughs> typically have worked with or uh, help uh, expand all over the world? So, uh, well, all over the world, we, we focus right on India. So there are quite few on that sense. Uh, right. there, there are less than 10, I would say, that now lo- have been looking at India. Right. So that is the great opportunity looking at it. Right. The ones which are, have become unicorns have become unicorns by just being in the Nordic market. Right. Um, and that could be feeling kind of funny given that Sweden only has 10 million people. Um, but the purchasing power is quite large. Correct. So whatever products they've had and given uh, like Storytel, who is now launched here a year ago, <laughs> and um, uh, other companies are, are obviously looking at con- substantially larger market where the scalable model is there. Right. So um, we, we, I would see iSettle is another, which is uh, was iSettle, which was bought by PayPal, for example. Correct. So they would most likely look at other markets, specifically for the fintech market here in, in India. Uh, but they were bought up before, and I think many of them are bought up before uh, they actually get to enter the Indian market. I see. So if we can actually get them to India faster, I think they will also see that there is a different evaluation. You only have, if you only look at India, obviously the valuation, or in Sweden, then you'll only see the valuation of that market or the local regional market. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you actually start and con- start something in India, then you'll have that entire market in front of you as well. Right. So what do you, what's your uh, typical, I would say, role that you play uh, as an organization to enable this? So the most important thing, which we have done this for so many years now, almost a decade and a half, um, is that the biggest thing that people underestimate is the connection between people. So if we can get, and this is what we're trying to do in something called the Sweden India Tech Community, which we're launching now, and that is to get entrepreneurs to meet. Now, whether or not they will do business day one, that's irrelevant, irrelevant actually. What they, when we need them to do is get the perception of each other. Because when the Swedish startup community gets to meet the entire Indian startup community, which I have to say, and I think they, they have no clue of what's going on in India, in Sweden. So uh, if they just get to meet, they will get that seeing is believing, oh my God, what's going on here? I want to be part of this train and I want to be on it. Uh, and if we get the other way around, then um, it's more or less like, okay, well, we can talk to the Swedes and actually a good way to enter the European market. So there is a great opportunity there to look at those specific things. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bridge the, that gap and we do that by delegation. We need to bring tech community from Sweden. We need to, not only the tech companies, but the entire ecosystem. We just did a delegation and we visited TechSparks mm-hmm. and we did uh, Sign and Sid and all these kind of uh, incubators. And uh, then Invest India took uh, a number of companies to Sweden for the Stockholm Tech Week. So we're trying to do that next week, as, uh, next year as well. So we'll bring a delegation from Sweden with more tech companies this time for tech sparks and the other way around as well. Mm-hmm. So we're looking actually to do, a, including with the West Stockholm, we're looking at um, uh, having a full chartered flight with just uh, the Indian startup community and do a lot of fun stuff on a plane and, and fill the plane with a lot of startups and fun and, and uh, go to Stockholm Tech Week in the first week of September. So it'll be a lot of fun. Wow, that's actually, a, sounds like a cool Yeah, it sounds like plan. a party. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good plan. Let's see if it happens. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, and again, uh, it's funny that uh, in the world of tech, typically you say you cross borders much so easily because we're all connected and it's so easy right. to jump on a call and so on. But 
real collaboration still happens when you actually like you said get a sense uh, of the actual space of of the yeah. market by yeah. going there uh, and i know uh, a lot of indian startups have been able to do that only when they actually went outside got outside their comfort zone mm-hmm. in fact even within india we're such a huge country startups that start up in one corner don't understand the other unless they actually go and you know sort of get exactly. a feel of the what's on the ground exactly yeah so how do you how do you see that uh, as a big eye opener for the swedish entrepreneurs that you've uh, worked with because like you said they had pretty much a just the nordic region or eu right. as a f- sort of yeah. focus area without so much diversity so some of them have a little bit of a broader view uh, otherwise they probably wouldn't leave their own shores but um and there are a lot of innovators i would say in Sweden a lot of innovators whereas india has a lot of entrepreneurs so if we can bridge that it's even easier but the view what you're mentioning is um if we can get them see we try to just tell them it's enough if you just settle down in mumbai for example mm-hmm. if you just settle down in delhi or bangalore just those those parts then i think it'd be a total line op- opener for them to actually just realize what's going on in this city, 20 million people city and if you have a solution which actually targets a big audience then um, they they could actually just create a unicorn just in one city <laughs> now for them to realize that they need to be here they need to see it um so i think that that's probably the biggest we need to get them here simple as that we need to get them here what kind of that. companies are you trying to get over here and like what kind of sectors i guess would you think are where do you think that sweden has uh, has stronger kind of companies than india does and where is that gap that you so think? let one sector and one technology if you put it like that so one sector is is uh, which is really interesting and and very active between the countries healthcare Okay. So and healthcare you can always and and the other one is is in look of of technology and AI. So obviously AI is extremely interesting. So just take an example of an Indian company using a Swedish technology. Uh now of course I don't remember the name of the company but they're using a Swedish heat seeking camera because uh, it turns out that breast cancer has heating cell, uh, more warm cells, right? Okay. So they use the camera instead to identify the cells and the actual calibrators and AI solution. Hmm. So instead of the women have to go through radiation and that entire thing this is a mobile solution which you can actually use anywhere. that solution would work perfectly for Sweden because not only do we have huge area it's the third largest country in the European Union so there's a lot of area to cover you can't have people going everywhere and move around so there is cross border um, technology in that area specifically in in healthcare so that's one area okay interesting interesting and again uh, just to expand the scope of uh, what we're talking about here in the 14 years that you've been doing this obviously tech is a recent sort of up and coming sector where uh, or rather the this what we call tech what we call no, I, I i have a background and that's why yeah. i was the, the uh, saying yeah, yeah so if what what is the what is that transition been and what has has there been like 14 years ago was it more what kind of companies were doing this and 10 me, years ago yeah. what kind 5 years ago like let me back up to actually 2000 because i was working at vc then and we did a lot of tech investments mm-hmm. and uh, we were one of the first ones to invest into mumbai into it was not really a tech product company but even though we'd create a lot of products as well but um and during that time i think we were investing even in sweden a lot of wireless technologies and a lot of things which then were called if you remember like killer apps yeah. and everybody yeah. thought oh you're soon going to take a picture with your camera it's going to be awesome right <laughs> and yeah. you get a postcard exactly. automatically <laughs> and you you thought that was going to be uh, uh, the next thing now it took a few years before that actually happened now we were very early in the stage but those ideas were there already but the technology to actually deliver it was not So there, I think there was a lot of money which was lost during that time, but a lot of experience were built also. So it took a while, I think, into the second part, maybe like 
seven, eight years later when things started to happen even more. And any technology we actually had to do with the camera and filming, those were the ones that took off faster, a lot faster than others. I think just general because people want to take pictures of of things. So that was a very interesting thing. After that, you have things, obviously in India, or say in Sweden, there were things which were helping the digitization of civil society, whatever could be there to help out. And, and fintech was a obvious choice. That started about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you can do anything with just something called, we call the mobile bank ID. You can access all the different parts where you actually have your, your data or your, where you need to do banking, you need to pay something. You just do it with, with one solution, which is a, something similar to the API, but our UTI. Um, but uh, it's... it's um, it's something which which was created then, and now that all the products which derived or w- were enabled by that was launched after that. Anything you want to buy online, you know, all those kind of. So before that, I think the actual e-commerce was not as big as it is now. In in Sweden, in Sweden yeah, oh. and that's happening now in India. Yeah. So obviously, UBI, I mean, before, yeah. and I think it's it's uh, the entire demonetization has gotten a serious beat in the media. But uh, you talk to some of the fintech companies here and say, where would you be if there wasn't a demonetization? They'll say nowhere. No, yeah. I, I don't think it's demonetization. Uh, sorry, not to be this, but yeah. I don't think it's demonetization. It's UPI that kind of enables this. Yeah. Demonetization was a different thing. It was a was, catalyst. But it's sort of, yeah. it, it was a catalyst, and I mean, it would have happened, but it would have taken so much longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, so that's a very interesting perspective. You're saying this happened eight years ago mm. and now it's happening here. So there's an obvious opportunity to sort of learn and adapt. Yeah. Are there more such streams? So healthcare, you mentioned earlier, again, healthcare, because you because there are some there's a lot of science and technology R&D, which is obviously happening back in Sweden. But are these the broad sort of? Strokes of so anything financial or uh-huh. personal finance that will happen now. When um, you see what happened with, with the two called buying chiller, for example, oh, yes, so course. they're moving into you know personal finance and see what's going on there. Uh, but I think also you look in other areas, uh, transportation, yeah, not obviously, tech. Yeah. not yeah, yeah, which which is but even tech, yeah. um, even how it's you how you book your Ola cab, Uber, right. all these things, right? That's that's how you the uh, technology just Correct. just is Correct. having a great solution for a current problem, and um, all the disrupted technologies and. and whatever but then you have um, other I think industries are also um, in defense for example that's a very interesting area where there's a huge amount of money you're looking in and where there actually communication between uh, UAVs and, and you know the drones or whatever can happen which has also figured out to become a, a more um, consumer products etc mm-hmm. so there, there are a lot of different things I think happening in in various fields using similar technologies um, Awesome. All right. Uh, On that note, I think we're going to take a quick break, come back and talk some more. All right. Welcome back, Robin. Thanks uh, for giving us that background on, you know, all the stuff uh, in terms of collaboration that you're helping enable here. Uh, But just to dig a little more about uh, the specific sort of... uh, enablement that you're doing between uh, India and Sweden for the tech community, right? What What is some things that you see uh, where India specifically helps the Swedish community and vice versa? Or if you put some light on that. Yeah. <coughs> so I was mentioning healthcare before and the company, um, a very interesting company in, in uh, the cancer treatment, Niramai was the name. 
Um, but there's another one in healthcare as well. And this is specifically to the Swedish market. And I mentioned uh, uh, Sweden is such a large country as well um, in terms of space. And people live actually in different spa- in different parts of the country. Now, there's a country, uh, a company called something again. I keep forgetting the name of it. Um, they do what the, the check the breathing and pulse. So for people now, the people who were born in the 30s and 40s, they are a big bunch in Sweden. And they will continue to live where they are not having to go to the hospitals and checkups all the time. So this is a product where you put on your chest to check the breathing. And then you check on your finger. You put a small pad on your finger. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I know you know, the, you've the probably heard of it. Monitor, they yeah. also have an AI solution, a small AI solution, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, that is then monitored. So you can just monitor and it goes via cloud and you can monitor from anywhere in the world. Now, that can continue to be the monitorization. It can still be in India. But the right. salespeople who are going out putting this on or selling these products could be anywhere. And that, I think, is a product we should do very well in Sweden. I think the other, the cancer treatment would do well anywhere in the world. Right. That's right. Uh, I mean, anything to lower the radiation for women, right? So um, that's one example. So you do the other way around. Not necessarily on the need, but you have a company like Storytel. So obviously that is a very interesting model. Um Next to podcasts, obviously, people walk around listening to books, books or whatever, they have long traffic hours, whatever it can be. I think it's going to be a huge market for India as well. Mm-hmm. And just being able to have a good functioning solution with a lot of different books where you can both have the portfolio of, of books from Europe and U.S. combined with the books in Europe, uh, books for, from India. So that is one just easy solution, which is not high technology, mm-hmm. but it's a very functioning solution, which works very well. Then you have something like Brandy. Brandy is a company which... They specifically looked at India. They said, okay, we know that the market is there. We want to come up with a solution that actually targets India. And it's a lot to do with loyalty programs. So they tie up with companies, for example, like um, any kind of product company where where you need to um, increase your loyalty programs. And so you take a picture right, of something. So I just bought this new brand. I take a picture of it and it comes up and then you get earned points or something, right? Mm. So you have to get something to actually increase the, the loyalty program. It's not cash necessarily, but it's some, some hardcore stuff to actually create those um, loyalties. And they're very good at it. And it's quite unique what they're doing. So those are happening now because brands is becoming extremely strong in India. I don't think we've touched even close to touching the, the uh, number of brands that actually will happen here or come up mm. here. There's way too few brands in India compared to the market. Right. So that is something which I think we'll see con- a serious number of, of solutions coming towards. So can I uh, try and synthesize a little bit about what you're saying here? So the companies that you think will do well from India going to Sweden are companies which are creating devices or creating some sort of uh, – healthcare was the primary example you used, right? But I mean, like, uh, both of those were device companies, right? Mm. And there's monitoring involved in all of that. And the companies that you're talking about from Sweden, which you think uh, will do well in India are mostly service-led companies. You think that's a fair assessment? It's a semi, yeah. I mean, it, it is a semi-fair assessment. The other one, uh, which I take another example, is called TipTap. Mm-hmm. So that's a very smart solution, actually, because uh, as you know, there's very little storage space here. Hmm. You don't have storage cellars where you have your storage space like oh, you have so in many like places in Europe. Okay, yeah, so yeah, here you have a lot of stuff which you want to get rid of yeah. and nobody can come and get rid of it. Usually a lot of people just throw it outside yeah. or have someone pick it up and you throw, they throw it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So in Sweden, the solution what it does is actually come and uh, you take a photo of a, a number of, of whatever it is and uh, you say, I want someone to pick this up and I'm willing to 200 crowns or mm-hmm. whatever it can be. 
uh, that suddenly just pops down a whole number of people who say, yes, I'm 20 minutes away. I can come and pick it up. So then they come and pick it up and then you're done. That's it. That's all you do. Okay. And then they go to a recycable station and they throw it there. And that's where they get, you know, the, the money gets Interesting. released. Interesting. So it's a collection system. It's a collection thing. Which you, but you find these people going around just like Uber drivers. You yeah. just go around picking up stuff and throwing it. So here it will probably need a more controlled things, maybe in plastic, right. for example, right? right? Or something which is very specific where you have end-to-end solutions. Mm. Right. So the model needs to be adapted a little bit. Mm. But I think that is a big area where actually it would also increase and probably help the recyclable stations and mm. get the entire waste management going. Like, I know this is, uh, so stuff you want to get rid of. It's yeah. not trash. It's electronic waste, maybe. It's uh, furniture. Yeah, it's, and you can even use it, I believe now, for transporting like a courier service. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Okay. We have some We have some interesting yeah. analogies of things like that hmm. starting up here. But yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, definitely something which... Uh, could happen. Yeah, no, I think uh, like electronic waste is something which is a big problem, right? Exactly. People have these old phones, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. They also all have heard that putting it in like the trash is an environmental disaster, so mm. nobody wants to do it, but instead you're left with like yeah. eight phones forever. Mm. So, I mean, like, you know, some, some sort of solution which could help with that, I think would be very and useful. some of it is worth a lot. Yeah. I mean, it is, somebody can actually pay for it. Yeah. So, there's uh, arbitrage going on no, there as well. Now, uh, I'm, again, this is not necessarily India-specific, mm. uh, but coming back to how uh, in a in the tech community mm. uh, what is the appeal of let's say a, an engineer today here or a mm. product manager or someone in the startup circle here to sort of go to Sweden or collaborate with Sweden or even move there uh, move, yeah yeah there there's a the fastest growing immigrant group in Sweden is is the Indian tech community oh. if you look at engineers of course um, it is appealing for several reasons one is that you can either come there and work with the larger companies who have, are very technology savvy, even the ones who are working heavily on digitizing the industry. So it's still technology. Use different technologies just to, for machine learning or actually digitizing processes, whatever it can be. Uh, but it's also the quality of life. I mean, many of the ones, I, I, I meet you know, hundreds of, of engineers every year. And uh, the ones who have families, they want to stay. Hmm. Yeah, That's a clear clear indication, I think. The kids, family, school, whatever it can be. So quality of life is very, very good. And there's also that there's a clear need of engineers in Sweden. And there's a the technology there. So if you look at the other way around, for example, then Sweden has a lot of technology which they can offer and look into India. So that's the, the, the offering, I think, from the Swedish tech startups or economy for India because they also need the engineers in India mm, and also right. they have no clue of how to work in this market so right. they need the, not only the engineers but need the knowledge of how the to work in this market perspective yeah. and if you can do it so we were, met in this delegation we met a company at, at um, uh, Indian Institute of Science they were working in the rocket field and space field and they were all there if they could do the 10x like one tenth of the cost so if we can get the Swedish companies to realize that there is actually a, a, a completely different mindset on doing things cheaper, I think we've gotten a long way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that is, that's how we are sort of designed to, right? We're designed yeah. to be frugal <laughs> here. So that's And then you have a, a huge export market. You learn to do that. You can literally do business with any country. Yeah. That's true. And I think that knowledge India has, Sweden doesn't. That's true. Mm. Compared to the rest of the EU, you mentioned that Sweden could be like a gateway to the EU. Mm. Compared to the rest of the EU, what makes uh, uh, you a little more appealing than the rest? Language, first of all. Uh -huh. All the Swedes speak English very well. 
Uh-huh. Both writing, talking. It's brought up because we don't dub the movies or anything, and they get learn English from third, fourth grade or something. So even small kids learn how to speak English fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but the, the so that's one language is super important. It made people course. communicate. It's so the that's biggest thing, right? I mean, I have friends who moved to Germany and were miserable because they couldn't yeah. talk to anybody except for the people who they worked with. Exactly, yeah. and I think the other th- thing is that it's an. Ex- Culture-wise, it is a very difficult country to move to sometimes if you don't know and understand the culture. But if you read up on it and understand it, then it's better. Because it's a very, and not because, but it's a very equality-based country as well. So for women, it's a huge market potential, I think, for many other parts of, of many other parts of EU. So it's a very equality-centered um, society. Oh, Greta, tell us yeah. a little more about that. So even though in the tech sector there there's... A ridiculously low number of, of female entrepreneurs in, in the tech sector. That is the fastest growing group, though. It's growing very fast, oh. and one of the reasons I think that there's a significant number of uh, women jumping ship from their big companies and want to start something, and then you have the the younger crowd who actually have no no prejudice about anything. So with the twenty and thirty year olds, they they don't understand necessarily cultural differences or why should we do this because my parents did that. They do their own thing. And this is a very individualistic, not thinking, but you're brought up to be an individual in Sweden. So you can actually, you, you do your own thing. So whether you're a, you're a man or a woman, doesn't really matter. So the focus there also is that they have a feminist government. So anytime I want to arrange a, a panel, for example, with government officials, say how many women are in the panel. Yeah. Oh. So the focus is there constantly. Doesn't mean that we're the most equality country in the world. Every country has a lot to work on. Um, but I think for the tech industry, you can see the ones who are doing fairly well are the ones that actually have a big diversity in the not only women, men, and, men and women, but people from other countries. Yeah. You look at uh, the the um, Marshall phones, earphones, and uh, Urban Ears. That that one company is oh. called Marshalls, right? So they. Um, Uh, you go to their com- company in their head office. It's people from all around the world, and it's English everywhere. Hmm. So right. it's it's truly you know, international in the all corporate offices of those companies. Same as Spotify. It's really difficult for them to actually, I think, sometimes find housing for everyone. <laughs> But they they the the dynamic work becomes so much more interesting mm-hmm. if you have people from uh, even our tech delegation we took here mm-hmm. there was age differences from 76 to like 27 wow. and half half men women it was the best delegation i've ever been to we had so much fun yeah. wow yeah. i know and you, you creativity yeah. is massive that's true actually diversity does lead to so many different yep. inputs uh on, and perspectives right so i it does that always is that like a swedish government kind of uh agenda to try and increase diversity through immigration yeah It is. Yeah. Okay. That itself is a unique agenda. It is. Yeah. It's not. A, not it's so not exactly common in the world today. No, it's not. And I wouldn't say it's going very well every time because you know if if you do it in a controlled way, it's easier. Oh, if you do it right. in an uncontrolled way. So we had a big influx of immigrants, for example. Now many of them will realize and be very entrepreneurial and create companies. Many have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but um, uh, if you have you know 10 million people taking in a lot of people, that becomes a little bit difficult. Right. But if you do it in a controlled way and you have a good strategy, mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You need to. Cool. The yeah. world is open today. It's, I mean, it's a global supply chain. It's everything. If you don't understand that part, then you'll just be a local market. Right. Yep. What 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 do you have uh, planned? Just to sort of, uh, let's say, 2019. What's your What's your agenda? Of course, apart from uh, send a plane full of startup folks. Yeah. On a party. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> um, So we're trying to do a number of, of uh, ministerial visits where we take the startup community. There is uh, something called the Joint 
action plan and joint innovation plan when when the Indian Prime Minister came to visit Sweden on April 17th. So that was signed. So in that, there's a lot of innovation and um, startups focused on. So we try to do a lot of events in Sweden as well to get the tech community familiar with India, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then when we travel to India, we'll continue to meet and participate in panels. So my colleague Cecilia Oldner, she was just participating in in, um, uh, IIT startup smart uh, smart. Masterclass, oh. it's called, started with IIT Kanpur, was leading. So it was 250 investors and, and um, uh, mainly uh, startups, which were in um, Bangalore the other day. So she sat in the panel to talk about internationalization. So we'll continue to participate in many of those things. So I think it's very important that we get this message. Once we started, we need to continue with the message of the internationalization process. Mm-hmm. And even for the Indian companies, it's very important. You can't just be a local company. You have to have a broader view, even if somebody buys you in five years or two years or three months, by the way. So it doesn't really matter. You have to have the grand strategy. So once you get that, then you have to understand it. And that's where you get exposed to a lot of different people who have that experience. Mm-hmm. So we try, that's, that's how we're going to engage right. a lot more. And we have to engage a lot more, I think, with the, not only the, the IITs um, and the universities, but uh, other incubators, NASCOM Warehouse, we, did, we met as well. So, and legal, lawyers, mm-hmm. uh, could even be investment bankers, investors, angel investors get them on board and get them part of a community right. and launch some sort of um, communication. I hope it's not going to be one WhatsApp group that's quite heavy. <laughs> that's, that's Indian localization. I know. Yeah, the Swedes don't have them because, you know, SMSs were free, so we never started that. But now it's, they're starting to realize that. So let's see if we can do uh, something. So I, I think WhatsApp is all about the blue check. You want to see if somebody read your message, right? I think that's the number one reason why people... See, now I learned something new. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, you're right. That's probably it. Yep. Those are the two dots on the end. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's going to be an India Sweden WhatsApp group. <laughs> I, I see it in the future. Yeah, oh, it's, it's there somewhere. Which will degenerate into good morning messages. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, no. You never know. You never know. Mm. But great. I mean, I am looking forward. I haven't been to Stockholm or Sweden Please uh, visit. yet. I yes. am looking forward we'll to... We'll go on the party plane. We will go yes, on the party plane. Yes, you should. Plane. Definitely. You know, and, do a lot uh, of podcasts from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks uh, so much for doing this, Robert. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great fun. Just a reminder for everybody, please sign up for the Slack channel, the ivmpodcast.com slash shunya1, or there's a button join Slack. Click on that. We'll uh, send us your email address, and we will send you back an invite. And also, please do make your recommendations and reviews on iTunes or on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this. Give us a rating. That stuff really does help. Yes, and if folks want to get in touch with you, Robin, how do they reach out? Are you on Twitter? Uh, can you give us a shout out on Sweden India Business on Instagram? It's um, Facebook is Sweden India Business Council um, or info at sibc.se. Amazing. That's great. Let's hope uh, all of you guys who are listening in, if you want to uh, jump on board and go to Sweden or meet some folks who are coming here, please say hello. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you.